this current situation, this current climate, inevitably raises big questions and probably the most common question that humanity has asked throughout millennia is if God is love mm. and if God is powerful, why is there so much suffering in the world today? Why isn't God doing something about it? Should we be doing anything about it? And so uh, that's what I want to uh, speak about this morning and share some thoughts on as we come to week eight, this last week in our Moments with God series in the prayer course, where we're going to be looking at this subject of of uh, spiritual warfare. And what, what, is, what does this whole thing, spiritual warfare, mean? And, uh, you know, this whole Moments with God series hopefully has been great. I, I've loved it. And uh, I've been able to jump in on some of the prayer courses and it's just been inspiring to see and the, and even the comments and the stories we've had back from people. And and our whole prayer with this course um, has literally been that that we would grow in greater passion and commitment just to be with God every day. Mm. Like uh, I'm sure pretty much all of us. I've got one of these things, a mobile mm. phone. And you will know that if you don't plug your phone in every day to get it recharged it's just not going to work and you know what friends if you do not take time every day to plug into god yeah. who is the source of all life and all hope and all strength and all comfort and all love i I could go on. <laughs> if we don't plug into him if we don't take time to be with him if the habit of being with god doesn't become like the habit of brushing your teeth. You wouldn't think about jumping out into your day without hopefully your teeth clean, that we also wouldn't think, I wouldn't think about starting my day with at least a moment with God yeah. to talk to him, to listen to him, just to be still with him. And our prayer is that as we've jumped through this series, that we've been inspired and creatively inspired to, to pray and connect with God in, in ways, regular ways, be encouraged to keep doing that with the help of other people. But interestingly, one of my favorite weeks in this series was when we looked at the pain of unanswered prayer, which which may seem uh, it was week five. It may seem an odd place to say it was one of my favorite weeks, but it was my favorite week because it's the thing we all wrestle with. Like, why are some prayers answered and why are other prayers not answered? And uh, and I jumped into a prayer course that week and Pete Gregg, who's one of the co-hosts, he talked about three reasons three answers perhaps to that question and he talked about God's world you know even in this last week there have been people who have been praying probably for a sunny day because they're having a barbecue and yet it's poured down with rain and farmers perhaps and other people were in great relief because it rained and so just the nature of God's world that sometimes not every prayer gets answered he he talked about God's will that sometimes we experience the pain the confusion the mystery when God says no and maybe this side of eternity will discover the answer sometimes. I know that's been true for me. I've had a no from God. And at the time, I didn't understand it. But now I can look back and say, OK, now I get it. And there are other no's from God in my life and in my family that maybe this side of eternity I'll never understand. Sometimes God says no. God's world, God's will. And then Pete talked about God's war, that there is a war going on. There is uh, a a cosmic battle it seems like fantasy but the bible tells us it's reality and i, I want to read just a few uh, just a uh, just a few words from probably one of my favorite things that jesus ever said that speaks to us about this battle that's going on it's in john chapter 10 verse 10 the gospel of john and jesus said this the thief 
comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life to the very full. And when Jesus speaks about the thief, he is talking about the enemy. He's talking about Satan, the devil. He's saying that there truly is a force of evil in the world. There truly is an enemy. There is a demonic power. And the sole intent of that demonic power that, that is alive and active in this world is to steal and kill and destroy anything that God has created. And that includes you and me. This demonic power has one overriding aim, death. That's what this power is about. Death and darkness, death to relationships, mm -hmm. death to people, death to rainforests, you know, de death to justice, death to coral reefs. Wherever we see death and darkness at work, that's the agenda, Jesus is saying, of that, of that force, that power, including, as I said, death to people. And so in John 10, 10, Jesus says that every person in human history that, and the very creation itself has a formidable, powerful enemy. And the sole purpose of that enemy is to destroy life and all that God has made. But then, as I read, Jesus says that he who we believe is God made flesh, who reveals what God is like, Jesus says, that God has a different agenda yeah. for the whole of his creation. And the agenda of God is life, mm -hmm. life in all its fullness, fullness of life, ultimately even eternal life, life that goes on and on and gets better and better and better. And so the story of the Bible ultimately reveals this cosmic struggle between the forces of good which is represented and manifest fully in God and the forces of evil, which are empowered and influenced by Satan. This light versus darkness, this, this love versus hate, this life fighting death battle that's going on all the, all the time. And we see it in the physical, don't we? All the time, stabbings and murder and poverty and injustice and all of the things that are going on in the world around us. We see that battle raging in the physical but Jesus is saying it's going on in the background that's that's triggering all of that. C.S. Lewis who was once an atheist but became a follower of Jesus and wrote the Narnia Chronicles he once said this that every inch of the earth is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. Every inch of the earth is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. There's a battle. God is passionate about bringing life and Satan is passionate about bringing death. This spiritual war that's taking place and probably the most famous uh, verse in the bible chapter in the bible that speaks about this is a new testament book uh, the book of ephesians it's a guy called paul and he's writing to a church in ephesus which today would be in modern day turkey and uh, and he speaks about this warfare that's raging in ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 20 and he's writing to some Christians. And, and if you look at it later, it's a short book. There's only six chapters. It's divided into three parts. And so in Ephesians chapter one to Ephesians chapter four, verse 16, Paul talks about as often he does in the letters that he writes, what we should believe about Jesus, that our self-worth and significant security are ultimately found only in Jesus, because Jesus is the God who alone can rescue us. He talks about what we should believe. 
And then in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to chapter 6, verse 9, Paul then speaks about how we should behave in the light of what we believe, that, that we should behave like Jesus in the world, that we should live a life of light and life and love and forgiveness and reconciliation and justice and kindness and generosity, how we should behave. And then from verse 10 of chapter 6 onwards, Paul then talks about the fact that then there is a battle. There is a battle going on, a cosmic almighty spiritual battle. There are forces that we cannot see. Because here's the thing that we need to understand, friends. People, get this, people are not ultimately the enemy. There is an enemy, but ultimately it's not people. Like you have people who've upset you, they've annoyed you, they've maybe they've done some terrible things, said some terrible things to you. And I'm not excusing it. We're not, we're not letting them off with it. But the ultimate enemy is the force, the power, the Satan, we believe, who sits behind that. Satan tempts people. Satan manipulates people. Satan uh, deceives people. And ultimately, Satan employs people to do his works of darkness, bringing darkness and devastation. And, and so what Paul says in verse 10 of chapter six, as he starts to break into this spiritual battle thing, he says this, be strong in the Lord mm. and in the mighty power. If this, this, this battle is going on, we need to be strong in the Lord, like standing in God and in his mighty power. I, I love how the Passion Translation frames this. It says this, be, if this is a, a different translation of that same verse, um, but, but spoken with more zeal, one might say. And uh, Paul writes, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Like what Paul is saying, look, there is a life and death, light and darkness, love and hate, battle going on right here, right now across the whole of the earth. And we need to be aware of it but we must not be afraid of it. But instead we ask God, God, would you give me strength and power and courage and perseverance to fight, to keep on keeping on and not quit. Whenever we read the Bible and it presents us with the issues that we face in our world and in our lives, the Bible always reminds us there is a prayerful response and there is a practical response that we always start in the place of intimacy. That's why we've done this whole Moments with God series. We start with prayer and intimacy and then it moves us to action and involvement. And so we pray that we should be people who pray every day. God, may my life be infused with power. I don't want to be employed by the enemy, by things that I say or do that bring damage and darkness and death into my life, into my world, into my relationships. We want to pray, God, would you help me be strong in the storms that I face? Let me be stubborn in the struggles. Let me be tenacious in the midst of my troubles and trials. May the the war that I'm in in my own life, not let, let me not come under it, but may I stand over it with your help and power. Paul is really clear, like, don't try to defeat the enemy by yourself. The enemy is much more powerful than you and I, but the enemy is not more powerful than God. So we're asking, God, I cannot fight these battles by myself. And so prayerfully, I'm asking for your power to help me overcome 
to help me keep on keeping on whatever the enemy throws at me. There is a prayer response. And so let's be encouraged to push into that prayer response every day. But then there is a practical response where we're saying, God, I want to be employed by you today. And so I, I, I want to reject gossip and I want to embrace encouragement. I, I, I want to reject revenge and I want to embrace forgiveness. I, I want to reject selfishness and I want to embrace selflessness. I, I want to reject hate and I want to embrace love. I want to be employed by heaven and I want to reject hell. Because every time we speak things and do things that just bring darkness and death into life and relationships, we've just in that moment been employed by the enemy. Let's not do it. Let's say, God, would you help me to be strong and be, be employed by you to live like Jesus in the world today? May when we get up in the morning and when we pray those prayers, may hell be cheesed off. May hell be thinking like, oh, no, Amy's got up and <laughs> she is ready to live a life of light and love and defeat darkness wherever she can find it. May hell be enraged because heaven is breaking out through mm -hmm. our lives. May that be our reality. Of course, as I start to finish today, you might be asking that big question. Well, okay, Matt, if God is more powerful than Satan, why doesn't God just defeat Satan once and for all? And that, my friend, is a great question. And you will need to listen to the longer podcast, the teaching that I've done that will be available after today, where over about 25 minutes, we'll dig more deeply into Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 19. And we'll get an answer to that very question, which I hope you'll find helpful. But for now, as I, as I close, let me just summarize what I've said, what Paul says in Ephesians. Here's the most important thing. Number one, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. as the one who can save you. Like, where else will we go? Jesus is the God who can save us from whatever suffering and struggle we're in. Believe in him. Mm -hmm. Secondly, behave like him. Mm -hmm. Like, make a conscious choice to be a person of light and life and love in a world that is so often the opposite. But recognize you can't do that by yourself. So you mm -hmm. battle against those negative dark things with him, with him being your source of strength, your source of comfort, your source of power, your source of everything you need to live the life that you were called to live, created to live, to overturn darkness wherever you find it. And how do we do it? We do it prayerfully. And we do it practically. And so we're going to take a moment to do that now. In fact, Amy, I'm going to invite you to pray for us. And then um, there'll be a way that you may personally want to respond in this mm. moment. Let's just turn to our hearts as we just let that word just sink into us. Yes, God, you are all powerful. You are all loving. You want the best for our lives. And as we contend with some of these questions, Lord God, we thank you that today we can make a choice to partner with you, not to come under struggle, not to come under death, not to come under destruction, not to come under defeat, but to choose your life, to choose your victory. We thank you that Jesus, you came to give abundant love, abundant grace and abundant life. Forgive us, God, for when we do not partner with that incredible truth that releases and unlocks us into a life of freedom and a life of wealth in you. 
God, we are aware that there is an enemy. And right now, as your people, and as people journeying to know you, we rebuke his plans, his purposes, and his partnership that's been over our life. We say no more. We say access denied. Mm. And in your powerful name, Jesus, we invite you to invade those spaces and places that were once subject to darkness, that were once subject to thoughts and opinions and attitudes that were not of you, Jesus. And we say, come, mm. move in your power, move in your love, move in your grace, move in your life-given ways, Lord Jesus, so that we can only be employed by you, Lord Jesus, mm. for your plans and purposes, for your kingdom come. We say, come use this vessel. Use this heart, use this mind, use our actions, use our lives, Lord Jesus, as we partner with you today and nobody else. Mm. And as we finish this series, Moments with God, Lord, we continue to pray over every single one of our lives, Lord, that we would forever subject ourselves before you, Lord God. We'd lay our lives before you, Jesus, and we would daily plug into your power, plug into your might, plug into all that you are in our lives lord yeah. charge it up in this message mm. lord god and send us out today lord jesus knowing that you were on our side our emmanuel god with us god present today in it all we love you god yeah and we invite you come have your way mm. amen amen